0: New episodes every week wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.
3: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff.
1: This
4: is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and this is part two of our special Oscars bonus tournament. You probably have listened to episode one, so you already know the drill. So we will just be like what Oscars telecast should be like and keep everything moving. I want to introduce our very special guest host today. Uh, He is the host with the most, the Billy Crystal of Oscars Trivia Podcasting, and that is Ryan Myers. How are you, Ryan? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, last episode, I said I was wearing a Tim Ford suit, uh, but today you are in a tux and you look dashing.
1: Well, thank you. I just got it pressed,
4: And I'm impressed. Uh, well, um, how did you feel the competitors did uh, last game? It was a difficult game, but I thought we had uh, some good outcomes.
1: Yeah, they were um, a lot of fun. Uh, which was my big takeaway from it Uh, they did they did pretty well Uh, you know the questions aren't you know the the most simple and they were able to parse it out really well I thought for the most part
4: I thought so too and I agree with you I think these questions aren't ones that you'll find on the back of uh, grocery store trivia cards they're a little bit more in-depth and they cover all facets of the Oscars which I think you would want in a all Oscars episode
1: that's the goal
4: well, uh, thank you for being here uh, as always. But let's introduce our new competitors for part two. Our first guest is coming to us from Concord, New Hampshire. It's his first appearance on the show, so thank you very much for being here and being a part of this. And that is Ben Savard. How are you, Ben?
2: I'm doing well. Although I feel so bad saying this, I would be remiss if I didn't say uh, it is pronounced Concord, New Hampshire. I've what did I say? Concord. Concord. I did write a one-star review of Triviality years ago when it came up as a as a question. And somebody has pronounced it Concord, but that has since been amended to a five-star review. Um, okay.
4: Yeah. That is well, thank you. I appreciate you doing that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yes, I'm, I'm doing well, and I'm very, very excited to be here.
4: Well, thank you for being here. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, maybe your connection to the Oscars or, or what you love about it?
2: Sure. Um, so I am a graduate student at the University of New Hampshire here in New Hampshire, Um, I'm studying nonfiction writing, um, and my connection to the Oscars is just always having grown up in really enjoying watching the ceremonies and following along with the narratives. Um, I think my my strongest Oscars memory is being 12 years old and watching uh, what was my favorite movie at the time, still up there, um, Lord of the Rings Return of the King do extremely well and take home best picture and just, uh, feeling so inspired that like, ah, great art. It, it's being recognized. This is, this is just such a, a touching moment. Movies are cool. And you know, I'm a lot older now and I, I still believe that movies are cool. So live your dreams.
4: Yeah. That's the way it should be. Um, and, uh, especially with this past year being so difficult, um getting back into the theater uh will be nice because that's sort of uh, my sanctuary and on top of the uh concord slash concord uh debate here um we're even now because i all i disparage lord of the rings all the time so now we're even so it'll be okay
2: perfect and i apologize again for being a pedantic jerk
4: that's okay you've already had negative five points added to your score um, our next guest is uh, coming to us from Austin. Uh, you may have heard her on episode 147, which uh, has one of my favorite titles of all time on Triviality, and I'll let you look that one up because I think it's great, uh, and that is Ann Barry. How are you, Ann?
0: Hi, I'm good. I'm glad to be back this time as a contestant. I'm a little less nervous.
4: <laughs> well, you did a wonderful job on the, the game that you hosted, uh, one of our favorites, so we thank you for that, and thank you for being here today. Uh, why don't you remind listeners uh, who you are and a little bit about yourself and your Oscars love?
0: Sure. Um, so I am from New York and I now live in Austin, Texas. Um, I was a math teacher for years, but I'm now a machine learning engineer, um, which, um, you know, I just push buttons on a computer and do things. And, uh, I actually, my real like kind of like performance passion is I love musicals. I love Broadway. I miss Broadway. I bought tickets for the, um, the broadway in austin season that's coming up so i get to see seven shows including hamilton um with the oscars my like my first experience was uh the year titanic was nominated i was in sixth grade so it was like right in my wheelhouse um my friend and i made a like a titanic ship out of like i think cardboard and legos as like sort of like our idol to worship while watching the show Um, and there were like beanie babies involved um And it was just like, oh, my God, this is awesome. My favorite movie every year is going to win a million awards. And that's just not how it works. Um, And so I really like Oscars trivia because it's like it's got like there's a time element, like years. And then there's people. And I like kind of like mapping it all out, even when I haven't seen the movies. I've also not seen any single movie nominated for any award this year. So it'll be interesting.
4: It's been a rough year for everyone. I think uh, I think a lot of people's uh, Oscar lists are going to be missing a little bit, um, just because, you know, different award season, but uh, a lot of deserving films. But yes, thank you very much for being here. And I'm happy to hear that uh, Titanic did win and you didn't have to sink your own concoction, your own, you know, design there. And our last contestant, uh, you may have heard him hosting episode 189, coming to us from Pittsburgh, is David Fudor. How you doing, David?
5: Hey, Neil, doing well. Thank you.
4: And, uh, why don't you just remind listeners a little bit about yourself and tell us a little bit about your Oscars love.
5: So I am from uh, Pittsburgh. I have a uh, wife, Leanne daughter, Gwen, who's at volleyball practice right now. My son, Jacob, you just saw, he's going to be turning 10 uh, next week. Um, I've greatly enjoyed hosting twice this uh, podcast. I think I have another episode coming out in a couple weeks, spoiler alert. And, um, this is my first time playing. And I'm excited. Um, Regarding Oscars, you were, you were saying, what do you love about the Oscars? For me, it's the the surprise wins, the, the 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 times when the the whole theater there is shocked and you get a surprise win. I was thinking about when like Adrian Brody won or or things like that, where it's just sort of out of nowhere and all the the jaws sort of drop. I think you get less of that now because it seems like all the precursor awards there there, there tends to be less surprises. But uh, I do think that's sort of my favorite thing about the Oscars, and maybe in tonight's trivia game we'll get some surprises as well, like maybe me doing well,
1: but we'll see. I mean, on, that, on, when I was talking about last episode, what my like favorite Oscar moment was as actually was Parasite winning Best Picture because I never thought in my lifetime we'd see a foreign production win the award. Well, non-British, I should say.
4: Yeah, it, uh, it was a great moment. And uh, any sort of surprise is, is always good. Uh, I, I feel like probably one of the most famous examples is uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. winning and uh, his long speech and jumping up and down and whatnot. So um, a lot of great opportunities for i guess quote-unquote oscar moments um but all of our contestants are here you've heard from them we're super excited to have them here in uh game two and uh there's nothing really else left to do except throw it to ryan who is going to take it away and uh get things started
1: all righty folks let's do this thing starting off with question number one during her speech for The Iron Lady, Meryl Streep thanked Roy Helland, especially in congratulations for his finally winning an Oscar that night. In what capacity has Helland been linked to Streep since 1982? All right, Anne, you can do some thinking aloud if you like.
0: Um, so this one I am guessing is a behind-the-scenes person because I don't recognize the name. I feel like I have a good handle on a lot of the um, acting, um, Oscars. So I'm thinking it's something like, uh, makeup or costume. Um, and because Iron Lady is a period piece, um, then I think I'm going to go with, um, costume.
1: All right. Like costume designer or something. uh, Yes. I'm I'm not going to be super pedantic on a lot of these. Um, Benjamin.
2: Let's test how pedantic you will be. Um, if I were to say, uh, stylist is that too vague
1: um i would be looking for something more specific
2: Mm, okay well now i'm gonna have to think about it a little bit and say um hair stylist
1: all right and uh david
5: my thought was hair and makeup but now i'm wondering if that's two different things so i will say i'm not sure do you need something? Is that is that too vague? I wasn't going the costume route. I, I was thinking it was more hair and makeup.
1: The the correct answer is he, he he won the Oscar that night for makeup and hair styling. So makeup, hair, either of those is fine by me. He's been her her personal, um, you know, hair and makeup person since 1982. So, yeah, that's that's fine enough for me. Uh, hair or makeup are your keywords there.
4: Ryan, what do we need to do to get uh, him to work on all of us full time?
1: Uh, we need to be the greatest actress of a generation should be easy easy enough yeah (laughs) all right um question number two 1954's three coins in the fountain from the film of the same name 1957's all the way from the joker is wild and 1959's high hopes from a hole in the head were all original song winners that share what commonality i think i can lock in
0: i'll lock in uh, Benjamin, you can
1: do some talking aloud.
2: Well, it's time to vamp because I have no clue what the answer would be. Um, let's see; these are all from the fifties. This is all, you know, songs. Uh, Joker, the Joker's wild sounds like that it could be card games and um, coins. Sometimes betting. I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna. You know what? I will I will I will lock in with a a vague answer that I'm going to then get wrong when I try to be specific and say that these all have the same composer.
1: The Same composer. Um, David, what's your guess?
5: This is a tough one. I'm I'm just going out on a limb here and saying maybe they're all instrumentals, all instrumentals. And and. Anne,
0: I'm just wondering if they're all waltzes
1: all waltzes the correct answer here all three of those best original song winners were performed by frank sinatra mm.
0: i was actually gonna say that but i thought that, did he like, sing or the were they just played on instruments so vague. it didn't have to do with the writer
1: <sighs> oh yeah um he he sang all okay. of them yeah I'll in, a uh, i know in a hole in the head he was in that one and he sang it with a kid um the all the way i'm not sure because i haven't seen the joker as well in three coins he just sang over the theme over the credits. Um, let's go to number three before getting into the scripted spiel of who the nominees were and who won. What actress said, thank you for having me back. Last year was the best night of my husband's life to laughter before telling us that Joaquin Phoenix had won. I can lock in
0: locked in.
2: I'm going to have to think Ooh, this double
1: night. lock in. Yeah. Think it out.
2: All right. So best night of my husband's career, uh, best night of my husband's life. Um, so if Walking uh, Phoenix had won, that means that we're talking about the 2019 awards, and it's the best actress who will introduce the this coming best actor. So this would have been the 2018 best actresses uh, uh, win, which uh, I'm going to have to make sure I don't screw up my years. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to lock in with um, Frances McDonald. All right. And
0: Anne? Um, well, I think that Ben's answer is right, and mine is definitely wrong because uh, I know that Joaquin Phoenix has been nominated multiple times. Uh, I thought maybe he had won earlier, and then my mind went to Sandra Bullock because I feel like she's like publicly said something bad about her ex-husband, so that's where I went. Sandra Bullock, and I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. And David, your guess? So I,
5: I think I remember this speech. I think it's an actress who sort of had some risque lines in another movie. Think it's Olivia Coleman.
1: It's a uh, it's it's just a sex joke. That whole line is. It is Olivia Coleman from uh, the second, as of this airs, most recent Academy Awards. Um, she uh she gave a very funny speech, and yeah, she's uh she's always quite the tonic at uh, award shows. She's delightful. Olivia Coleman for the favorite is correct. Um, oh, and then I I didn't preface this um, before the episode when I do mention a year like in blah 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 x year it's the year of the films that came out not the year of the ceremony because i will forever stand by the uh you know, 2019 ceremony celebrates the best in 2019 not the year the ceremony happened so just for clarification's sake let's move on to question number four what man holds the distinction of most best director nominations with 12 and also the distinction of having directed the most acting nominees with 36. Lock in. We got one lock. Lock in. All righty, a little thinking aloud time.
5: All right, so I'm going to think about this one. 12, 12 director nominations, and that's a lot of acting nominations, so you're going to want to have movies that have uh, prolific casts. I'm going to hope it's someone recent. I'm going to, I'm going to lock in with Martin Scorsese.
2: Guess of Martin
1: Scorsese and Benjamin.
2: I believe that this is William, quote, don't call me Billy Wilder, Weiler. So William (laughs) Wilder is my guest.
0: Um, so I know that Spielberg has, I think, twelve best picture nominations. So maybe he also has twelve best director nominations. So Spielberg. Someone will be getting
1: points here. It is William Weiler. Whose work from what the late '30s into the mid '50s is absolutely unparalleled Oscar-wise. Um, he won three—I think it's three—best director Oscars during his time for uh, *Ben Hur*, and *The Best Years of Our Lives*, and *Mrs. Miniver*. Just for some, but all of his all of his movies had big casts, and they get like four nominations each. *Mrs. Miniver* got five.
4: Yeah, he's he's one of the best around, very underrated. Um a lot of people don't recognize his name, and as Ben sort of mentioned, uh in his in his joke there, a lot of people I think confuse him with Billy Wilder. Um and uh, Spielberg was a good guest, but I believe he only had thirteen of his actors nominated for Oscars. Mm-hmm. Not a lot considering a lot of the movies of his that were nominated
1: yeah uh doesn't get a lot of mentions uh because he was never really flashy like billy wilder usually had like really good scripts punch things up uh people like spielberg had like a lot of visual style um Weiler did a lot of like adaptations from broadway to film but didn't make them super stagey um he laurence olivier uh, credits him with teaching him how to act on film instead of on stage uh, because they did Wuthering Heights together in 39.
4: And there's a great documentary if you're a big fan of film uh, and I guess a war buff. Uh, Steven Spielberg produced a documentary called Five Came Back uh, which was focusing on uh, John Ford, William Wyler, John Huston, Frank Capra, and George Stevens and uh, sort of their contributions to the war and how they were part of the um I guess, units of uh, either filming uh, during the war, during uh, different battles, or uh, helping create uh, newsreels, films, things like that during the time period. It's very interesting.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'd recommend it as well. Uh, Number five, what two legendary black performers were nominated for lead actress in 1972, both losing out to Liza Minnelli in Cabaret. One was nominated for a role that was also nominated this year, and the other was nominated for her heartbreaking work as a family matriarch.
4: Ryan and I were talking about this yesterday. Uh, despite some very good performances by the Answers, it's very hard to beat Liza Minnelli's performance in Cabaret.
1: Mm-hmm. The the common thought in in '72 was that you know, if you know if there's two black women in the same category, they're going to cancel each other out more or less. But you know, I think it's more just. You know, having to go up against somebody for what is, you know, later going to be known as their iconic signature role is just God, nobody could have beaten her that year.
0: Can I lock in with saying that I don't have an answer?
1: Sure, you can lock in. Who do we get half
5: credit if you get one?
2: Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm lock in with. Yeah, I'm going to lock in with a total guess. Um, so I'll, I'm going to be locked
1: in. Anne said lock in with no guess. Um, David, what's your guess?
2: Um I'm
5: guessing that one of them is Cicely Tyson and the other one I I don't I can't even think. Um uh, I'm gonna lock in with Diana Ross, but that's wrong. But I'm hoping I got one went one for two.
2: David, I think you're probably right about Diana Ross, because I'm pretty sure the role that's nominated this year and in seventy-two is Billy Holiday, which would have been I'm pretty sure Lady Sings the Blues back in seventy-two. I have no idea who the other one is. So I'm going to go with another um, incredible touchdown of an actress and say Ruby D.
1: Ruby D is so lovely. Um, the correct answers are for Lady Sings the Blues playing Billie Holiday is Diana Ross. And for playing the mother in Sounder was Cicely Tyson. Oh. <laughs> well done, David.
5: I thought Diana Ross was like, I just rem- I just remember the whiz.
1: Very good, Paul. Um, We are five questions through, which is not a whole lot. We still got 10 left. Neil, do you want to give a quick score
4: update? Of course. Uh, Anne has had some very good answers. She almost got points on the uh, Meryl Streep question, but currently she's sitting at zero, but the scores aren't too high and out of reach because uh, Ben is currently in second place with two points and David currently in the lead with three.
3: Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say.
1: Kat and Jethro, box of oddities.
0: What
3: do you do when the woman you love dies?
1: Second part of the quiz, question number six. After what Danish-American man is the Academy's Humanitarian Award named? He was the head of the Motion Picture Relief Fund for nearly two decades.
0: Locked in. I'll lock in.
1: A little thinking out loud time.
2: Yeah, All right, let's time, uh, once again, fill fill the air with my nonsense ramblings as I try to think about an answer that I have absolutely no idea. Hmm. Um, Every name I'm thinking of that sounds vaguely Nordic, I'm pretty sure is just from the Netherlands. So hopefully this would be a good time for somebody to make a, a, a little Dutch boy joke. But um, I don't have the capacity. He
4: wasn't invited to the Oscars this year, unfortunately.
2: Oh. Well, yeah, they're, they're not doing it remote. Steven Soderbergh, who's producing it, is like, nah, you got to be there in person. So he, he couldn't make the flight. Uh, yeah, I'm going to lock in with um, a name that sounds vaguely danish and say um moss mickelson
1: i love that answer um david
5: (laughs) uh this is one where i'm hoping ryan will not make me do the full name because i think the guy's last name is like herschel or herschelt but i don't know the first name and i don't know the full name of the award but i'm going to say herschelt or something like that
1: all righty and Anne.
0: Um, So I was really hoping that the humanitarian award has been since named for Paul Newman. Um, I think he got it one time. Um, And I'm also hoping that maybe on his mother's side, uh, he's got some really long Danish name. (laughs)
1: Uh, The correct answer here is Gene Herschelt. It's going this year to Tyler Perry um, for all his humanitarian work in the Atlanta film scene and to... Oh, God, I want to say it's just like whatever the Oscar Benefits Charity Association is. Um, All right. Great poll. Thanks. Number seven. This is my favorite question. 1984 is kind of a running joke for Oscar fans because 60% of the best actress nominees that year were basically just the same role in the same film. Sissy Spacek, Jessica Lange, and the winner Sally Field all played women trying to accomplish what stereotypical American story arc?
2: Uh oh well I guess I'm the last one. So uh yeah, I'll I'll lock in uh and say um taking care of a family alone. So like single motherhood, I guess. If that counts as like right. enough of an arc.
1: And Anne?
0: Um so that that definitely crossed my mind because the only thing I know about this is that the Sally Field one for um uh places in the heart or something like that, which does sound kinda like that, but also it's the eighties, so I was thinking it was it's Women trying to make their way through a man's world in the workplace um, and kicking butt.
5: And David. I'm sort of going to combine Anne and Ben's answers because the only one that I knew of the the three was Sally Field for Places in the Heart. And I thought that was a movie about single motherhood. So that, that was my guess was being a single mother as well.
1: The correct answer here. Uh, the Sissy Spacek film was The River. Jessica Lange was country, and Sally Field was places in the heart. And the plot of all three of those films is a woman has to save the farm. Do they have husbands? They're all about is saving it? the farm. <laughs> um, I know Sally Field's character was head. a widow in one. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, it's I just looking at that, it's just hysterical I to I, me that I
2: feel like I feel like saving the farm is definitely navigating. That is a workplace, and that is a, a man's world, as, a, as according it to our a stereotypes.
1: <laughs> I know that uh, um, uh, the Jessica Lange film; it's her and her husband um, having to save the farm mm. from foreclosure. Um, I'm trying to remember who plays her husband. I think it's Sam Shepard. Yeah, I, yeah. and if it's not, then that's really Does good she, casting from me.
0: Is there like a montage of her like Does not what? being able to like <laughs> I don't know like stick pitchforks and things, but then she becomes strong. Because then she's making it in the man's world.
4: Oh, isn't her husband uh, Mel Gibson?
1: In what country? In the river. Oh, I was talking about the country. In the river, that's the Sissy basic film. I think so. That sounds right to me. Oh, you were saying Jessica Lang, my bad. Jessica Lange was country, and that one was Sam Shepard. Number eight, what co-founder of the Dogma 95 film movement coming out of mid-90s Denmark was recognized by the director's branch this year for his film, Another Round? Locked in. I'll lock in. your turn to think aloud.
0: Oh, boy. Um, so, uh, I actually do know things about the Oscars. I just don't know these things. Um, I, I have literally no clue. Uh, I'm probably going to recognize the name because I feel like I have heard of, um, a Danish, uh, director, but I can't come up with anything. Okay.
1: Over to David.
5: This is another one, another one where I know, I think I know the last name, but not the first name. I think his last name is Winterberg or Vinterberg and uh, and Benjamin.
2: Once again, I will lean hard into my Moss Mikkelsen fandom and try to pronounce it with a Danish accent and say this is Thomas Vinterberg. Oh,
5: that's much better than my pronunciation. And thing.
1: as a filthy American, Thomas Vinterberg is correct. Um, Another Round is Delightful. If you have a Hulu subscription, you can watch it for free. Um, It's about four school teachers who read some paper that says humans operate best at a low, um, but steady blood alcohol content. So they just get like, you know, like point zero five drunk all through the day. Stop drinking at like four o'clock. It's very funny. And it's also probably going to win international feature. And
4: if you want to laugh, look up Mads Mikkelsen uh, talking about Rihanna and the music video he was in. I won't tell you the details, but his interview is very entertaining.
1: It is. Um, Number nine. Meryl Streep has been the most nominated actor of each of the last four decades. The last time she wasn't top dog of a ten year span was in the seventies, when What Man earned five acting nominations that decade. Locked in. I'll lock in. Alright, Anne's locked in. Alrighty.
2: You're well, up. it's back to me. To say stuff out loud um as I as I think about this. Well, I know Nicholson won in seventy-five, so it's at least one. Um that seemed like it was a good decade for him. So I feel like his first nomination was in like 69. That was really his kind of hit and his stride. But I know his only other wins are in the 80s and 90s. So maybe, maybe not too. Late. It's like maybe slightly too late for Peter O'Toole. I know he had like a million nominations in number one. Maybe some of those are in the 70s. Um, I don't know. I feel like you can never go wrong with guessing Jack Nicholson. So I'm going to lock in with uh, Jack Nicholson.
1: Locking with the Jack. Um, David, what are you thinking?
5: I I went with someone. I tried to think, you know, the Godfather actors would have had two off the top. So that was sort of where I went. I'm going to say Al Pacino.
1: And Anne?
0: Yeah, I landed in the same spot, Al Pacino, because obviously the Godfather. And I feel like he also had, he had kind of like a tight run of nominations at some point um, in addition to the Godfather.
1: That is a good inclination. Al Pacino is the correct answer. He was nominated for a supporting actor for The Godfather and then lead actor for Serpico. And then uh, he was nominated for Godfather 2 and then he was nominated for uh, Dog Day Afternoon. That was all four years in a row. And at the very end of the decade, you get Injustice for All. And uh, do you know what uh, most super commonly parodied line originated in Injustice for All?
2: This whole court's out of order.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. This whole court's
2: <laughs> out of order. How did I not know? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. No, I think Nicholson, the Nicholson had, had to have four nominations. Because Nicholson yes. had Five Easy Pieces in 70, um, Last Detail 73, Chinatown 74, and Cuckoo's Nest 75. Um, all right, that was number nine. Let's go to number 10. After failing to win for Malcolm X and Amistad... Who became the first Black person to win the Costume Design Oscar when she set the fashion aesthetic for the entirety of Wakanda?
2: Locked in.
5: I'll just lock in, mainly because I don't want to talk about this one.
1: That's fair. And you get to think aloud. Yeah, I. Sorry, Ann.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, you know, so this—it's per- okay. This person's got to be older, um, and. Uh, fashion is not a huge thing for me outside of like Goodwill. Um, so I, I, I just have no clue. So that's it.
4: I will say for the record, more nominees should be wearing Goodwill at the awards just to, you know, give a nice message to everyone who can actually, you know, afford what they wear.
1: Well, the Jean Herschel this humanitarian is award is only awarded to those with Goodwill. That's Goodwill. You know how to thrift. Um, David, what are you thinking?
5: Well, Neil said this wasn't going to be a quiz that had like, you know, grocery store trivia cards. But that's sort of how I prepped for this. So um, I know Edith Head won a lot of Oscars. So she probably did Black Panther, too. So I'm going to say Edith Head.
1: (laughs) It's a statistically great guess for the category. (laughs) And Benjamin.
2: Um, Yeah, I only know this just because we I was having a conversation about, or not a conversation, I had an argument with a friend about whether um, Jay-Z was on the Black Panther soundtrack, like whether he was featured in the Kendrick Lamar, like, inspiration album. Um, And that led to a conversation about the name Carter. And I, just the name Carter is, like, stuck in my mind forever that I'm, I do not know the first name, but I'm pretty sure the costume designer for Black Panther is named Carter. It was a big deal when she, when she won.
1: Is Ruth E. Carter.
2: Yeah, that's Ruth. Well done. That's one way to get it.
1: (laughs) Um, We're two thirds of the way through the match. Um, So, Neil, uh, how is the scoreboard going over on your end?
4: All right. We have Anne with one, Ben with four, and slightly in the lead, David with six. So still very close.
1: Very close. Um, All right. Question number 11. What commonality was shared by the second best actress Oscar speech given by Jane Fonda, the one the best actress winner eight years later gave, and the live action short film winner Rachel Shenton gave a few years ago.
5: I'll lock in.
0: Locked.
1: All right, Benjamin, you very quickly get to think out loud.
2: Seem to all be women, so that's that's a commonality. But if we're talking about something uh, yeah, I don't know. Why don't we, I'll say they, they, uh, talked about gender disparities in Hollywood
1: gender disparity discussion. Uh, David, uh, Ryan, I
5: think, I I think I'm picking up on the clue here. And the reason why you don't want to give the, the middle name is that would give it away. And I'm thinking it was Marley Matlin and I'm thinking that these speeches were signed
1: and, Anne.
0: Um, so that's actually a really interesting answer. Um, I, I like that you used the question to come to that. Um, I just thought maybe, because uh, I know Jane Fonda is a big activist. I think she does a lot specifically focusing on the environment. So just using the speech as an opportunity to talk about environmentalism. Well,
1: David did absolutely nail us when all the speeches were performed in uh, in American Sign Language. Uh, jane fonda did it because she worked a lot with uh, veterans after the vietnam war her film was coming home which was about veterans after the war so she signed the speech for them marley matlin signed it because that's marley matlin's primary way of communication and rachel shenton won for a short film called the silent child which is a depressing little movie about a young um, deaf girl who uh, is stuck in a terrible life so All right, Um, next question, number 12. Which two Bond films are the only two to have won the original Song
0: Oscar? I think I'm locked in. I'll lock in. Um, I know one of them is Skyfall,
2: so that one feels easy. Um, Shout out to the uh, ever-talented Mrs. Adele. It's going to be, it's weird to say a Mrs. and then a one named artist.
4: You are her tour manager, though, so we'll allow it.
2: (laughs) I I I remember possibly. I know Sam Smith won an Oscar pretty recently um, because Sam Smith is, I, I think, the only um, trans person to to win to win an Oscar. Um, to believe that they're gender nonconforming, um, so that feels like it could have been maybe a James Bond movie. Um, and Given Sam Smith's relative youth what's the only james bond movie that came out after skyfall um specter i'm a uh, skyfall inspector s's the two s one word
1: all right and uh david
5: i'm with ben i i know one is going to be skyfall and then the second one i thought it would be one of the 80s bond movies so i think i'm going to say mm, i'm gonna say the living daylights
1: living
2: daylights
1: underrated one by aha Sounds and, like and- it's wrong
0: <laughs> so i knew right off the bat one of them was specter and i knew that the other song was called skyfall but i don't really watch james bond so i wasn't convinced that the movie was called skyfall but i was like there is something called the quantum of solace uh that you know with a Ade- like adele around the same time fame and so i had just landed on quantum of solace as being the movie right when you said skyfall ben and i was like i have to go what was in my head at that moment because that's cheating, otherwise, but. <laughs> Again, I can't believe you did that right to yourself, answer.
1: but I admire your honesty. <laughs> um, ben is correct. It is uh, Adele and Paul Epworth for Skyfall, and Writings on the Wall was uh, Sam Smith and the other guy. I think his name was Jimmy.
2: Maybe I should vamp more. Yeah. Apparently, it's just the, the, the more words that come out of my mouth. Nailed it. <laughs>
4: and it. thank you for being honest, too, by the way, because that's that's such a great. Honestly, um, that's incredible. Trait Nobody does for that. you playing. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel.
0: Thanks. One time, I won a race because I accidentally cut the course, and I was like, I just like cried to the race officials how embarrassed I was. <laughs> um, the guilt overtook the, you. <laughs> yeah, but the, they like gave me like a huge trophy and a bouquet of flowers and a cake anyway. Um, but I was like, no, 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 I did not do, I did not you win. Um, <laughs>
1: um, number thirteen. When Sam Smith accepted his Oscar for Writings on the Wall from Spectre, he said he was proud to be the first openly gay man to win an Oscar, which is hilariously incorrect. Screenwriter Dustin Lance Black, for one, won an Oscar for a film about a gay man and called Smith out online about this. For what film did Black win his award?
5: Locked in. I too will lock in.
1: All right, vamp time. All right, I guess we're all locked in. Um, So, uh, Benjamin, what are you thinking?
2: Um, I I don't know, but in terms of um, an openly gay, like a time when you you might have an openly gay writer, um, as well as specifically an Oscar-winning movie about an openly gay man, I feel like maybe early 90s Philadelphia might be kind of the right time frame and the right movie. Because there were definitely gay writers back in the 50s and 40s who were just not open. And probably not writing about gay people, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in and say Philadelphia. And
1: Anne.
0: Um. So I was thinking um, that first of all, I don't want to overthink anything anymore. Uh, the thing that jumped out at me was that uh, this person went after um, Sam Smith online, so this person is technologically savvy, which means it's probably recent. Um. And so I'm locking in or answering Moonlight.
1: And David.
5: Uh, I, maybe I'm way off on this one. I seem to remember this guy, and I think I remember his speech at the Oscars. I think it's Milk.
1: One of you will be receiving points. Dustin Lance Black is married to British diving Olympian Tom Daly. The answer is Milk. He won best, uh, oh, I think it would have been original screenplay. Hmm. I don't know. Adapted probably went yes. to Slumdog yeah. Millionaire. Because I know Slumdog Millionaire is based on a book. Q&A by Vikas Swarup. Uh, so Milk is correct. We're moving into question number 14. The first Academy Awards were held in what venue named after a former United States president?
2: Okay, so uh, if the first ceremonies were held in 1928, um, I know all of the presidents who came after that, so I can cross them off the list. So that's nice. Let's, you know, the Lincoln Theater just seems like in bad taste, so <laughs> let's pretend that they really appreciate a good um, fiscal policy and they went with the Madison.
1: The Madison. Um. Uh, Anne, what are you thinking?
0: Uh, so this is one of those, like, I studied, I guess, those like supermarket clues you guys were talking about at the beginning. And so this one is the Roosevelt Hotel.
5: And yeah, got- I was going to say those cards came in handy. I don't know which Roosevelt it was, but it's the Roosevelt Hotel, I think.
1: It's so the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel.
2: This is before even before one of them was even president. Oh.
1: <laughs> all right. And ending with uh, question number 15. What host was panned for his hosting the 1994 awards with a joke involving Oprah and Uma Thurman that nobody thought made any sense at all?
0: So um, I'm guessing that this host was not invited back, which is probably why it doesn't stick out in my head um if i'm just thinking comedians who offend people um in oh actually so my joke answer was gonna be andrew dice clay but maybe i should just play the odds and say <laughs> billy crystal just because of like the time period
1: sure i guess of billy crystal um david
5: i think this is a guy that everybody had asked to host the Oscar or the oscars for a long time and then he did it once and never did it again i think it's david letterman
1: and benjamin
2: Um, I was going to say David Letterman only because uh, David is about to win and it was going to be in his honor. So I was like 90s comedian David. Um, So I'm going to I now feel weird. I I feel like I'm taking an answer, but I'm going to also go with David Letterman.
1: Correct answer is David Letterman. And I think the whole point of the joke was, don't these people have unusual first names, which is not really super funny. And then he called out Keanu Reeves as well. All right. At the end of our match, Neil, Scoremaster Supreme.
4: Oh, well, thank you. It looks like our final scores are Anne with two, Ben with six, and David with ten. So David is our winner for today. We'll be moving on to the final. Ben, uh, just short of the wild card score of eight. Um, So unfortunately, we'll not be going to the final. But I do want to say for all of you, those were some pretty tough questions. And uh, I thought you all perform valiantly let's start with Ann. thank you very much for joining us today uh and uh, and you were right on a lot of them and i think you, you just maybe straight away from your gut a little bit but um any last shout outs or any any uh predictions for the oscars anything like that
0: um well shout out to all of my friends who i have not been able to play trivia with for like the last year um, so I hope that we all get to play again soon, whether that's in Brooklyn or here in Austin. Um, so I'm excited that that kind of stuff is starting to come back, open air, socially distanced. And so, yeah, thanks for having me.
4: Thank you. And uh, let's go to Ben. Uh, you came to us with a, a very nice looking DSLR camera um, with uh, some nice composition there, very film friendly for today's podcast. Any last shout outs uh, or people you would like to, to thank or your Oscar speech, whatever you'd like to say.
2: Oh my God, this is so unexpected. <laughs> I I really like to thank um, my agent who's believed in me forever. Uh, it's my <laughs> cat Rosie and she loves to bite my face, um, which is how I know that she cares. Um, no, I, I first off want to say yes. Uh, yes. Thank you for having me on. This was really, really fun. Um, I hope I get to do it again sometime. And uh, yeah, I'd also like to, to shout out my uh, trivia friends, my, my, my trivia pals, my trivia team, Cadillac Jones. Um, that's our, our recurring team name. Uh, can't wait to be with you all again in person and we can um, yeah play, play trivia together. And in the meantime, you get to hear my uh, lovely voice and not see my face made for radio on this podcast. Uh, doing pretty OK at some trivia with some other wonderful folks. So, I'd like to dispel
1: that. Me. He is very handsome. <laughs>
4: I concur and uh, definitely has hair done by Roy Helen. So uh, thank you oh very much. Oh, my God, it's
1: beautiful. I would it's kill a callback. for any it. kind of natural wave in my hair. But I have the most boring straight hair ever. The only compliment I get on my hair is when I go get it done. My person's always like, your hair's so nice and easy to work with. and I'm like, oh, thanks.
4: <laughs> uh, well, uh, thank you uh, for joining us, Ben. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, our winner today, David, uh, very good job on all of these questions. Uh, You either were getting them right in a row or um, every other one, and uh, it seemed to be uh, right in tune uh, with uh, the question styles. But uh, any last words before you gear up for our final episode next week? No,
5: I want to thank my fellow nominees, Ben and Ann. They did great. I just happened to get a couple that I knew. And thank you to Ryan. This is from hosting these things. It's really hard to write these questions. And those were great questions. And he had to write three games of these. So I can't imagine that work. But thank you, Ryan. Well,
2: thank you. Thank you, Ryan. And- yeah, that's- Hats off to these and just very well thought out, interesting, multi-layered questions.
1: I just tried to cover as much ground from as many eras across as many categories as I possibly could.
4: Well, thank you so much, everyone. We really appreciate you giving us your time today. Um, You're welcome back anytime, and uh, we hope that you enjoy the Oscars this year. Um, next week is the final. So we have our final set. It's going to be David, Sean, our first episode winner and our wild card, Amanda, who just squeaked in above Ben, uh, to compete, uh, for Oscar glory to win best picture, the, uh, the most coveted award in the, uh, Hollywood land, uh, I guess you could say. So thank you very much to everyone for joining us today. Uh, And thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, We couldn't do these bonus episodes without you. If you'd like to join all of our Patreon supporters, you can go to patreon.com slash Triviality Podcast. And for Ben, Ann, David, and Ryan, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality.